cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or follow us on Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I am Armando Torres. And Marie is still not with us. Um, she will be back. Don't worry. We yeah. just want to make sure that she has time to spend with her family while they're going through some shit. So dicks out for Marie and her family. Yeah, keep those dicks out, guys. Yeah, it's... keep them all the way out. Yep. All the way out until the next harvest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today, since we had... Such a fun time talking about a a Western European pagan cult last week <laughs> um, for our April Fool's episode. I thought it'd be fun to explore some maybe actual Western European pagan cults. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So. Is this going to be the Wicker Man remake? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, the bees. <laughs> um, I did. I was very tempted last week to literally right in and then they never found him until another guy went to go search out a missing girl and they put him in a cage full of bees but i figured then it would get way too obvious because yeah. i feel like more people had seen the one with bees than the the original which is way better yeah like very good if you haven't seen it highly recommend um no today we're actually gonna start in the 1920s and 30s with the Thule Society. Ooh. Are you familiar? Uh, yeah, I sit on Thules all the time. Yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> I was supposed to be... Sto- I don't know what I... <laughs> um, so, the Thule Society, and probably not going to pronounce this right, so preparing you ahead of time, uh, or originally the Studien Group for German... As study group for Germanic antiquity. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so it's a German occultist and Volkish group founded in Munich right after World War One. So uh, it's named for a mythical northern country in a Greek legend. Um, so the society is notable because it was the organization that sponsored the again DAP German Workers Party. There's a German name for it that I can't pronounce. I don't speak German. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it was later reorganized by Adolf Hitler into the National Socialist German Workers Party or the Nazi Party. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Funny um, how that's the one you can pronounce. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
whatevs. Um, so according to um, Ian Kershaw, who wrote one of Hitler's biographies, um, the organization's membership list read like a who's who of early Nazi sympathizers. Okay. In part because one of the biggest things that the society studied was the Aryan race <laughs> and the maintaining of the Aryan race. So... Um, specifically Hans Frank and Rudolf Hess were Thule Society members. And allegedly, Hitler kind of disbanded the Thule Society about five years before he actually came to prominence in Germany. However, a lot of people think that's not the case. Yeah. Um, If you're super into conspiracy theories, Thule Society is all over that shit. Their logo looks kind of like a proto-swastika, if you want to think of it that way. Deep shit. So... They kind of set the stage for what has become, in a way, like a white people nationalism, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, it's Anytime you see somebody on the news, one of those alt-right guys going, we're just arguing for studies of, ger- like, European, like, our European heritage, we want to sell it. It's just code for white people is all it is. Yeah. It's dog whistling for white people's. So, um, the Munich branch of the Thule Society was the strongest one, and it developed a little bit differently because of a schism in the order in 1918. Um, They kind of split. Um, One side got a little more into the occult, a little Crowleyan, if you want to. Yeah. Um, Although, actually, this is pre-Crowley, so not Crowleyan, but Hermetic order, um, kind of like we've studied a couple other times before. Yeah. Um, and then the other half kind of just became like a social club. But the occult one is the one we're interested in. And the primary focus was concerning the origins of the Aryan race. In 1917, people who wanted to join the order um, that the Thule Society developed into had to sign a special blood declaration of faith concerning their lineage. Hmm. Yeah. So it was this. The signer hereby swears to the best of his knowledge and belief that no Jewish or colored blood flows in either his or his wife's veins and that among their ancestors are no members of the colored races. So that's pretty explicit. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. So Thule comes from a Greek legend. It was a land located by Greco-Roman geographers in the farthest north often displayed as Iceland. The Latin term Ultima Thule is also mentioned by a Roman poet Virgil in his pastoral poems called the Georgics. Um, It was originally probably the name for Scandinavia. Okay. So the Norse, essentially. Um, Virgil simply uses it as an expression for the edge of the known world. Because at the time, that was the edge of the world that they knew. They knew that that's where the Vikings were coming from to kill all of them. So the Thule Society identified Ultima Thule as a lost ancient landmass in the extreme north. Not really. Probably just Iceland. (laughs) But near Greenland or Iceland, and it was said by Nazi mystics to be the capital of ancient Hyperborea, which is where the Aryans are said to have come from. Okay. As opposed to just, like, white people from Iceland. Yeah, (laughs) Like, very easy explanations. So do they not believe the evolutionary process of, like, we all started as black people and then black people moved and then those people... Well, remember also, the theory of evolution is still new at this point. Brand new. Like, within the last 30 years, in 1918. Um, It's almost like to be a Nazi now, you'd have to be stupid. 
is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty okay. much what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also a, a lot of mythology surrounding um, where the Aryan race came from. Some people <clears throat> claim aliens or Atlantis or the Vril. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Vril Society. It's allegedly the secret fancy people that live inside the Earth. You're welcome. people. Yeah, hollow earth theory. Okay. So that kind of ties into this as well. So a lot of people would argue that by saying like, well, Aryans aren't even from this world. Like, sure, you guys are all descended, but us, no. Okay. Which is BS. Like, we all know that, yes, yeah. life, life started in Africa and spread its way out. Yeah. Um. So at its height, it attracted about 250 followers in Munich and about 1,500 all over Bavaria. And remember, this is at a time when there just weren't that many people overall. So that's a hell of a lot of people. So imagine if everybody who listened to this podcast was suddenly just like, white is right. Like, that's what we're talking about. Maybe like a little less than that. Yeah. Um, so the followers of the Thule Society were super interested in racial theory, in particular combating the Jews. And at first, the communists. So at first they were anti-communist, even though they became kind of Leninists later on. So um, they tried to kidnap the Bavarian Socialist Prime Minister in 1918. Um, during the revolution of 1919, Thulis were accused of trying to infiltrate the government and attempt a coup. So they tried to take over Germany long before they eventually took over Germany. Okay. <laughs> if you want to put ambitious, it that way. Ambitious. Very ambitious. Very, very, very... Um, on the 26th of April in 1919, the communist government in Munich raided the society's premises and took seven of its members into custody and then executed them four days later. Wow. So among them were Walter Nauhaus, which was one of the ones who led the coup in kind of separating the society into two, and four well-known aristocrats, including Countess Hella von Westarp, who functioned as the group's secretary. Did you say her name was Hella? Yeah. Well, Hella is also um, a Norse god name, goddess yeah. name. She was the goddess of being lit. Lit. Um, I believe agriculture. <laughs> I I should have I should have pulled that up. Let's find out. Norse goddess Hella. So she was a giantess who ruled over. Hell, the underworld, where many of the dead dwell. Oh, okay. So it's more of just like... <laughs> um, but there's also one Hela, goddess of the underworld. Um, that's where, essentially, Christianity gets its name for the underworld. Yeah, so, for hell. Yeah, early Christianity would have probably just called it, like, you know, the dark, the darkness, you know, whatever. The prince of light lives there, so it's a little complicated, but... So, Hella. Yeah. Underworld. So, so additionally, they also took Prince Gustav of Thurn and Taxis. So, this was still at a time when a lot of Western Europe were small kingdoms still. Um, that would eventually, especially through World War II, kind of join into larger countries. Um, he was related to several European royal families. Uh, in response, the society organized a citizens' uprising as white troops entered the city on the 1st of May. So, they're already fighting for what would be them taking over Germany. Okay. Yeah. So, 
Um, in early 1920, so only about a year later, um, their leader was forced out of the Democratic, the Workers' Party, essentially, as Hitler moved to sever the party's link with the Thule Society. So they kind of were kicked out of their own party. And the society subsequently fell into decline and was dissolved about five years later, well before Hitler came into power. Yeah, so it kind of sucks when the king Nazi is like, man, <laughs> man maybe- you guys fucking suck. Maybe let's not be associated with those people. Right. Um, so let's fast forward to now. Okay. In West Virginia. Born and raised. <laughs> um, so we're talking today about the Wolves of Vinland. Oh. Yeah. So they are a Norse neo-pagan group based in the outskirts of Lynchburg, Virginia. I'm starting to think neo-anythings are bad. Yeah, generally. Yeah, I've never... I mean, they these people have eschewed a lot of modern conveniences, so I don't think it's the website kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it's founded by two brothers, Paul and Matthias Wagoner. Uh, Ironically, they... not brothers. <laughs> what? Not, not like oh, brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, they're white. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, so, they've described the group as an Odinic wolf cult. That's... Oh... I you're going to want to join it, except you can't yeah. because you, you're only half white. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so they, they worship Norse gods. Uh, they consider wolves to be part of their mythology as a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, journalists often associate them with white supremacists and the alt-right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I, it's fine. I get it. <laughs> like, reading through this, I was like, man, if they weren't dicks, this would yeah. be badass. Um, so the group has been characterized as, quote, eco-punks similar to a biker gang uh (laughs) they've been profiled by blue ridge outdoors magazine uh the article stated that the group advocates for environmentalism and a back to the land movement ideology with many members living on a plot of land which they own communally (laughs) called ulfheim it just sucks that part of their back to the land thing is sending black people back to Africa. Yeah, exactly. They're it's, just like, back to any land but our land, yep. even though we stole it from the Indians. This land is our land and only our land. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, the group raised $3,000 on a GoFundMe what? to purchase materials to build a biking, uh, biking, to build a Viking style long haul. Okay. Hold so on. like a meeting hall. We're taking a quick second because I'm looking it up to see what their prizes were. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't find it. What was but it But it called? was also a while back. So they're um, the Wolves of Vinland on GoFundMe. You might be able to find pictures of the Great Hall. They're very... For people who are like, get back to the land, they post a ton on Instagram <laughs> and a ton on Facebook. <clears throat> well, I just want to know, like... Because, like, normally when I donate to a GoFundMe, I get, like, a pretty cool t-shirt. Like, right. what are they giving right. out? Just sharpened sticks. Oh. <laughs> Rocks, maybe. Um, they actually built it, like, in the Viking way. Like, what, they got like by else? hand. The GoFundMe page? No, no, no. So they funded the GoFundMe page to buy materials for them to literally by hand build a Viking long haul. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like a haul. They spend their days like sipping mead and like, I guess, pillaging their own land because they can't pillage other people's land and reconnecting with the wolf within. Uh, So photos online. You can find a lot of photos of them on Instagram and Facebook. 
Uh, photos show the members often heavily tattooed. They gather in the woods outside of Virginia or outside of Lynchburg, Virginia, for heathen ceremonies where they drink mead, spread mud and blood on themselves, dance around fires and hold rituals in caves. They also sacrifice animals, often posting pictures of their remains on Instagram and Facebook. You can find those pictures, too, if you have a strong stomach. Okay, let me see. What is it called? Wolves of Vinland? Wolves of Vinland. What's their Instagram? I think it's just at Wolves of Vinland, if I remember correctly. I didn't want to see the dead animals, so I just kind of stuck to <laughs> the pictures that were easily linked to my many sources, including Daily Mail. What? Did you find it? No, but I found a picture of one of them with Chuck Palahniuk. That I was just going to get to that in the notes. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no worries. That's upsetting. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll get to it. I was going to call these guys fucking nerds, but they'll kick my ass. Yeah, oh no, they're burly as hell. But yeah, so you can find them online. Um, if you search Ulfheim, Virginia, you can find more pictures of them as well. Um, yeah. So author Jack Donovan is a pretty outspoken supporter of them. He's covered them a couple times. Uh, so is Kevin Deanna, the founder of the now defunct Youth for Western Civilization. They've both been designated as hate groups by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, the Southern Poverty Law Center is also designated the Wolves of Vinland as a hate group. Yeah. Go think. Uh, for espousing white nationalist and racist beliefs, as well as using white nationalist symbolism as including the swastika. Yeah. And associating with the white supremacist think tank, National Policy Institute. So National Policy Institute has also contributed, I think, a couple funds to them. Not a ton, but some. Yeah. So... Um, it's really hard to get away with not being labeled a hate group while just using the swastika. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can't even be, ah, you guys are hateful. This is actually part of Indian culture. (laughs) Horrible people. Oh, God. We're just trying to be part of the land, being part of the woods, hating black people. Oh, you got me. You did get me. (laughs) I did say that. I am sorry. So, uh, the interesting thing about it is they've been on a couple different podcasts um, where they talk extensively about the importance of keeping your tribesmen from looking weak. Okay. So, they try to stay, like, to man up, stay swole, don't be pussies. Um, So, Donovan, Jack Donovan, the, the author that really, really likes them and writes about them a lot, and who recently lectured at the White Supremacist National Policy Institute Conference. National Policy Institute conference in D.C. He recently discussed his views on masculinity and the wolves on Chuck Woolery's podcast. Oh, my God. That Chuck Woolery, uh, the guy from Wheel of Fortune and Love Connection that your grandparents really liked. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks to find out everyone is just a horrible racist. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, Chuck Woolery's kind of been like out as a conservative Twitter star for a while. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's, it's upsetting. Um, when the daily mail reached out to his advertising agency, they did not respond to a request for comment (laughs) on his decision to use the star power to promote the guy that beheads chickens and hangs out with church burners. That's the other thing. Much like their black metal friends, they have burned a church. Oh, fuck. Let me find out. Hold on. Have you, this might be a caveat that you don't need to include, but have you heard of the new um, Far Cry video game? No. So it takes place in the Midwest at some point, and it's a cult of like these like weird ass people, and the whole thing is like you're sent in there to arrest the cult leader. Okay. And you do. That's how the game starts. Like you walk in there, and he's like, "Fine, take me then, bitch." Yeah. 
and you arrest them, you put them in the helicopter, and then they shoot down your copter. Oh, And geez. the whole game is like, well, I just got to get out of here. And they're like, no, we're going to murder you. Oh, we're going to murder you and take over fuck. this country. Jeez. Yeah, and it's fucking, like, intense. Jeez. So I'll show you some of it. It seems like they might have taken a little bit of, like, these people. Maybe. Yeah, but, um, one member of the group, Maurice, and I cannot pronounce his <clears throat> nickname, Hiati. It's spelled kind of Norse. Like okay, uh, Maurice Michaeli served two years in prison after being found guilty of attempted church arson against the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, a historic black church in <clears throat> in Herndon, Virginia. Yeah, well, you got to do something really cool to make up for having a pussy ass name like Maurice. Maurice, uh, the fire didn't injure anyone, but it did cause about a million dollars in damage. Um, after this arrest, group members began wearing t shirts that said "Free." Fuck, I can't pronounce that. See, okay, well, this see, is a good moment. Is, Branding. The thing is with Maurice is that he has too many nicknames. Some call him the gangster of love. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that, so thank you. Um, it's free. It's H-J-A-T- uh, H-J-A-L-T-I. Hjalti? God. Can we get a Free goddamn Ikea employee? Shelf- in here? <laughs> I think it's a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, if you're going to pick an easier to pronounce name, like, or at least one that's more fun, like Florkin Borkin, like just pick something. <laughs> Free Borkin. Um, Herkberg or Florkbork. Uh, the group has been compared to Fight Club and Project Mayhem. Okay. Yeah. And members like to quote the work as an influence, uh, specifically the story's anti-hero Tyler Durden. Fucking which, if, if, here's the thing: if you're like siding with Tyler Durden and going full Project Mayhem, you've missed the point of Fight Club. Yeah, <laughs> frustrating as hell. Um, they've been associated with white power music and black metal, which obviously burning churches um, it's so upsetting that they 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 allow themselves to be associated with black metal that they haven't tried to change it to something else <laughs> that's true shouldn't it be white metal yeah oh no oh, no oh no um so they recently posed for a picture with fight club author chuck palinuk about f- with chucky pally chucky pally wow but here's the thing uh and and they posted the 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 comment on it or the the caption on it just says fight club author chuck palinuk stopped by the, my office today to talk about masculinity and choke me out uh and it was hashtag fight club hashtag wolves of vinland hashtag operation werewolf hashtag opww hashtag masculinity <laughs> If you got to tell people multiple times about how masculine you are, you're fucking gay, dude. Yeah. I don't mean to be like, oh, because it's fine with being gay, but like, just look, be look like, inside yourself. Yeah. It's okay. Go back. Okay. Do me a favor. Go back. Listen to the last episode. Listen to the story progression that the harvest went through. <laughs> And tell me that's not your life. Maybe dude. the harvest was going to get real into the solstice. Like, you don't know. It's just so. I don't... Your family will... Well, maybe not. This is Westford. It's yeah. regular Virginia. It's just eh, so... Maybe they will. Maybe they're... Maybe your family will... Yeah, probably. We had... Okay. Small, again, caveat that... Whatever. But we... I did a show on Friday uh-huh. where a guy 
multiple times heckled through the show, multiple comedians. And at some point, somebody said something like, oh, you know how like white people hate black people? And he was like, I don't hate all black people. And then he tried to make a joke and he was like, I hate all Asian people. Oh, well, here's his problem. He started with, I don't hate all black people. It should have just been, I don't hate black people. Exactly. <laughs> there shouldn't be a caveat of like, most of them are okay. Like, no, it's it's all or nothing on that one. Yeah, and the thing was, it was like, it was very weird, it was very awkward, but then to make it worse is he came up to us after the show and was like, hey guys, I just wanted you to know, like, like I'm not a racist, like, I know I said some shit, but like, I'm not a racist, and then everything he said ended with, I'm not a racist, to the point where even he was like, do you guys know who Jimmy Dore is? Well, I'm gonna go see a show with Jimmy Dore in it later tonight, and you know, Jimmy Dore is just such a great comedian, and the thing about Jimmy Dore is that he loves everybody, and he's not a racist, just like me, I'm not a racist. <laughs> dude, shut, like, you've said it. After you're fu- you're a fucking racist, dude. <laughs> well, I would like to bring up so Chuck Palahniuk's agent commented. <laughs> oh, fucking great! Uh, to the Daily Mail and said that the author has no aff- affiliation with the Wolves of Vinland. Uh, they are acquaintances, and when asked for a photo in Portland, Oregon, he obliged with his standard pose, as he did with most of his readers. See photos here. <laughs> <laughs> He sent, like, multiple photos of them just like, yeah, he poses like this with everybody. Okay, well, that's that's so, better. Yeah. So they're really good at, like, associating their members with prominent figures, but not actually meeting those prominent Make figures. an exception. Put me in your goddamn group. <laughs> I know. I was reading this, and I was like, they're going to paddle their weird-ass wooden longboat right up to my doorstep, <laughs> try and convince my boyfriend to come build shit with them. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the no black people thing, he'd probably be down. Yeah. Like, all of his friends are people of color, so I think that would be his, like, sticking point. Yeah. But aside from that, if someone was just like, yo, you want to go full Viking on this mother effer? He'd be like, yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I can chop stuff down. Can I keep my knives? Yeah. Yeah, you can. So fucking annoying. So they currently still exist. Uh, There's no end to this cult. I just thought it would be fun to explore more Western paganism. Yeah. I guess. So these guys... It's not just for white girls anymore. It's (laughs) It's also for white guys who want to buy some candles and crystals. That's the thing. Like, I know we've talked a ton about paganism the last two weeks. If you know a Wiccan, they're probably not evil. They probably just like candles. Deal with it. Yeah. Like, these guys are evil, but it's a different kind of evil. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like a cast a spell on you. They're like a uh, cast you into institutionalized racism. Or just, you know, cast you down from a tree branch. Like, that's the level of evil they kind of are. Yeah, and according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, too. So I don't, So these people, is this like, currently, do they still do things actively that we know about to continue their pagan roots? Does that make sense? Or is it sort of like an they, excuse for No, the they, they live on their land. They live in Ulfheim okay. and, and essentially have tried to get back to a more tribal form of living i mean that can only go so far because at a certain point you can't you can only hunt what comes onto your land i guess as opposed to vikings that would have been you know transient um so but they try to kind of stay collected as a group in their great hall and to function kind of as a tribe or a pack a wolf pack 
So lame. It's so it's, lame. It's like extreme live action role play. Yeah. But at the same, and part of me is just like, that's so lame. But then there's another part of me that's like, oh, it's kind of fucking cool. It's kind of cool. <laughs> like if they, the drinking mead, the fighting, that's, yeah. it's badass. I'm like, so you just live in medieval times? Yeah. <laughs> like this, okay. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, but then they're just fucking, they're just nerds. They're nerds. just a different fucking kind of nerds. Nerd. They're not like fucking, oh, I'm really into poker. They're just a fucking bunch of Here, weird Here's nerds. the thing. I would bet money that there are chicks in this cult, too. Oh, yeah. I Like, this is not just a bunch of dudes, you know, hanging out, broing out, secretly doing each other just to help a friend out. Like, <laughs> no. I, like, do you know how hot Vikings are? Yeah. I bet you girls are all over this shit. Like, my favorite part of going to the Renaissance Pleasure Fair are the dudes dressed as Vikings. Like... <laughs> No lie. It is some hot ass shit. Well, also, I'm sorry that I just admitted that I've been to the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. <laughs> the The pleasure part is the only part I take uh, like a problem with. Um, Did I ever tell you? So we went to the fair because the pleasure fair because it has amazing food oh, God. and there's booze fucking everywhere. So if you want to just like walk around for a day looking at people's crazy costumes, get drunk as hell while eating potatoes in many forms go to the renaissance pleasure fair no i get that cannot recommend it enough everything about it sounds awesome it's just the fact that whenever you say it what i'm hearing is the renaissance come in your pants fair that's the thing so (laughs) i didn't know we we went i posted pictures on instagram this is almost like two years ago now yeah and like a friend of a friend on Facebook like hits me up and it's just like, hey, I, went, I saw you went to the, the Renaissance Fair. And I was just like, do I fucking know you? Yeah, I guess we did. Whatever. And he was like, so you're Polly? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, not that there's anything wrong with that. But what? How did you get that from yeah. me going to a place that had a lot of cheesy potatoes? Like, what's your A to B? Like, here, what's man? your A to B there? And he was like, no, no, no. People camp out there and have full on Polly orgies. And I was just what? like, yeah. And he was like, you should come. I was like, no, thank you. That's like walking out of a bathroom and be like, so you fucking suck dick, man? Yeah. <laughs> Some people suck dick in bathrooms. Yeah. So, yeah. That's not. Well, so I was like, yeah, no, thank you. And he was just like, well, then I'm going to Benihana without you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it was hysterical. Damn, you and I kept some... the screenshots of those messages because it was so funny. <laughs> you missed out on some goddamn Benihana. Yeah, apparently I did. Well, part of me is I'll buy my own Benihana and not have to navigate your weird dick. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, if I was into it, sure. Hey, Benihana, as a, that's a terrible place to have an orgy. It is. It all is. the surfaces are hot. It's awful. You can't get hot and heavy when everything is really hot already. Yeah, he's just flipping used condoms into his hat with a special. Gross. <laughs> Sorry. But, you know, it's like, if that's your thing, great. Don't just assume that's somebody's yeah. thing, though. You know. Oh, man. This is a small aside, but I have a friend who is a uh, a chef at a Benihana. <laughs> Does and he really- listen to the podcast? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. But I do sometimes hang out with him, and he'll like cook stuff, and uh-huh. he still does the shit. <laughs> he like, still does the- at home. He's like, "Why are you making an onion volcano? This is a wooden table." <laughs> like for sure, it, for sure, it makes sense when he's doing it because he's like, "Yeah, I just gotta stay sharp." Yeah, and it's like, all right, no, I get that, but like, you're fuck it, you're making me a grilled cheese dog, don't. <laughs> You're fucking up my skillets with yeah. all your clicky clacky span click spatula shit. I'm not tipping you, man. <laughs> I feel like 
these are the kind of Nazis that instead of tiki torches would just have real torches. Oh, yeah. These are, I don't, because, like, I don't think real Nazis would be on your side. You see what, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I will tell you that I wasn't all that afraid to talk about them because I'm white. And what are they going to do except try to recruit my boyfriend? Like, you know, so I'm not that worried about them. Also, I'm like, good luck getting over to the West Coast and you're not in your like Viking boat. Like, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, like you can you can come here, but it's like you're outnumbered. now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're going to come here with like I get that you're all like tough, fighty fucking. You'd pillage one taco truck and it'd be over. Oh, you'd get shot immediately. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> That's the thing is that there's like. So like, have you seen um, that movie, The Green Room or just Green Room? No. So the movie Green Room takes place in, I think, uh, the part of Oregon or Oregon in a um, kind of the more rural parts away from Portland. You know, the the unusable part of Oregon. Out of the delivery area of Voodoo Donuts. Exactly. (laughs) And so um, essentially the movie starts with a punk rock band who's touring through the country and they're playing this show, and there's a bunch of white supremacists in the group, and they decide in true punk rock fashion to play a song that is anti-racism. This pisses everybody off. They're told to leave. Um, they find out that uh, somebody that they're associated with has been murdered, and then they're like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. So they lock themselves in the green room and then they get called like the head Nazi in the area. And so this fucking militia of Nazis is fighting this group of scared teenage punk rockers. Shit. And it's a very, um, it's actually got, uh, uh, oh man, what's his name? Um, Captain Picard. Chris Pine? No. No, Picard. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Picard. Um, uh, oh, shit. English guy. Yes, Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart plays the head Nazi. Jeez. And he is terrifying. Oh, he's terrifying anyway, even as a good guy, except for that one commercial he did for a fake country album that was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, so it's, it's sort of like this situation where, um, like stuff like that is, is pretty terrifying. Yeah. It is in its own right of like the Nazis and the neo-Nazis in their own element are terrifying. Yeah. That is terrifying. Speaking uh, of creepy, creepy Oregon slash Oregon. Oregon. Uh, ya boy, me, Armando Torres. Ya boy. Ya boy. will be going on the road for about a week. I will be, for the first half, I will be in Oregon from... Um, May 3rd, which is a Thursday, until May 7th, which is a Monday. After that, I will be in Washington, mainly in Seattle, from May 8th until May 12th. And I will post all of the shows that I am on on my Instagram, which is Mondo Does Stuff. M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff. All one word, everything like that. Yeah, come marvel at how tall and huge i actually am and how uh, awkward and creepy we are in real life yeah how how we don't know what to say to you and we're nope. sorry 
<laughs> We're I, just happy you're there. <laughs> I believe one time I met somebody that listened to the podcast and I introduced myself and said, hi, I'm Armando. And she said, oh, yeah, I know. And I went <laughs> at, at a podcast meetup, which yeah. is my favorite. Like we were specifically there so that people who listen to our <laughs> podcast could come say hi. And you were just like, hi, I'm Armando. As if as if another giant Latino yeah. guy was going to walk in and be Armando. It's just I don't it's. Oh, boy. This is going to get real <laughs> sentimental. We appreciate each and every single one of you that listen. We're um, always surprised by how many of you there are. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can also, you can come marvel at not only how tall Mondo is, but how short I am. Yeah. <laughs> the, the height difference, difference will surprise is you. shocking. <laughs> You're like, how'd you guys meet? Feels like you can't even look eye to eye ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. So thanks for having fun with us. Thanks for being fans. Uh Thanks for staying away from the Kool-Aid, except for ours. Yep. Oh, my God. So th- this has been a weird one, but a fun one. Yeah. We got to talk about Nazis and bro wolves, oh, wolf God. bros. Fucking nerds, man. <laughs> but it's been good. So don't drink the mead. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.